Welcome to the Orange Socks Podcast, where we are inspiring life despite a diagnosis. I'm your host, Dr. Gerald Nebaker. In this episode, I have a sibling interview with Kelly. Kelly is three and a half years older than her twin sisters with spastic quadriplegic cerebral palsy. I know you will find her experience as the older sister to two siblings who have required total care for 41 years interesting. Kelly, thank you so much for taking the time to do a siblings interview for Orange Socks. I really appreciate it. Talking about your experiences with your two sisters. You had twin sisters, Kay and Karen, who had spastic quadriplegic cerebral palsy. So tell me, how old were you when your sisters were born? I was three years old. I don't really remember their early part of their life, you know? I don't remember too much. I don't even recall my mom being pregnant with them, but there's just little bits and pieces of my early youth that I'll have little bits of, you know, that I remember. When did it occur to you that some of your friends didn't have sisters like yours? Early on, I had lots of little playmates that would come to the house and they were fascinated by them. And it was always this interesting conversation and they always had questions, but it didn't really affect who came here. It was so normal for me that I never really thought anything about it, bringing someone here. They just came and played and we just answered questions when they had them and they would help me babysit and different things. So it never really was a huge difference to me other than their reaction, you know, like grade school, first, second, third grade. Did you ever have any teasing because you had siblings with disabilities or? I don't recall any. Mm -hmm. Okay. Or were you the cool kid because you had siblings with disabilities? I don't remember having it been too much different. I mean, I remember thinking to myself, I wish I had sisters that could share my clothes. Later on in life, I wished I didn't have the responsibility that came with it because my friends were, you know, going here and doing there and they would vacation with their families and they would be able to do things that I couldn't do or their parents would be able to come to different things that mine were not. But I never realized till later on in life, in fact, very recently, how much of an impact the girls had on my friends. With Kay's passing, I had a lot of Facebook comments on a post that I made that a lot of my close friends could remember them and they really had an impact on them. They commented, several of them, that they really had been you know, blessed by knowing them. What was the hardest part for you in having siblings with disabilities? Probably not understanding the fact that, you know, the time aspect of it with my mom not being able to be where I wanted her to be or run me here, run me there, you know, well, she couldn't. She had two twins and she didn't have anyone else, you know, to care for them. So it wasn't like she could just pick up and leave, you know, or run somewhere. So I guess there was that and then the vacationing stuff. So one of your twin sisters passed away just a little over a month ago, yeah, really. barely, yeah. And she was 41. What impact did that have on you to lose a sister? What was that like? Initially, it's a sad thing, but I've been ready to lose them for a long time. Just like my mom said, that we were always told that you know they won't live to be this, they won't live to be this. And so I feel like I've always been ready to lose them. And because they were perfect and, you know, and going to be so much better off, I don't think it was as sad for me. Of course, I miss her presence here, but I feel like I was, 
eager for her to go and find out what was waiting for her. And then also grateful that my mom could have some relief. I watched her give her whole life to them and watch the impact it's had on her life. And so I guess I was a little bit excited for my mom to have a little bit of freedom. And there was a little bit of guilt that came with that feeling, but then I felt like, no, you know, she would want that too, you know? So I guess I had to talk myself through that part of it, but I guess just the loss hasn't been as heavy for me. What were some of the joys or the fun parts in having siblings with disabilities? Early on, it was just the fact that people liked to come and be here because it was different. I mean, I did a lot of babysitting, so they would come and help me babysit and be here. And it was like, being in charge of something or feeling kind of cool about that, that responsibility. I don't really feel like there was any one thing. I've heard this term, and it's new to me, relative to siblings, and it's called the glass child. And the glass child means that the parents often look right through the siblings of the people with disabilities because of the needs of the children with disabilities. Did you ever feel that way? No, not like that. I feel like they tried the best they could with the resources they had for me. They still did what they could to be to my functions and different things when they could, but I don't feel like they ever overlooked me. And like my mom said, you know, we had so much family support that I didn't mind. If there was a lapse in that, I had others to fill it with my grandparents and aunts. I don't feel like I had a huge lapse in anything like that, but Emotionally, sometimes I feel like it affected me, you know, where I feel like maybe they weren't as emotionally available for me because they didn't have a lot of emotional stuff to give. You know, they gave it a lot. So tell me about the impact then on your life of having these siblings. You became a nurse, and uh, we were talking about that a little bit before we started. So why don't you just tell me about now that you're obviously an adult with children of your own, and uh, what kind of impact did that have on you personally and professionally? As a mother, I think it was a great thing. I mean, I, I never felt like there was a real huge transition into becoming a mother because I was like, I've done this my whole life, you know? So I felt like there was things as a mother that I was able to face that maybe would have freaked other mothers out or would have been new to someone else. I had a lot of confidence in becoming a mom and I was excited about it. I felt like I've done a fairly good job despite all the things that I've had to face. In my job choices, I worked early on when I was young, even babysitting, at babysitting age, I used to babysit other children, like the girls, you know? Other parents would, you know, have me come and be with their kids. And so it was fun to meet other kids that were like King Karen, you know? I mean, I knew that even from a little tiny, I would go with them to therapy and I would see all these other. So I, to me, they weren't like super, authentic because there was a million of them you know there was a whole school full of them over at Oak Ridge and we spent a lot of time there and so there wasn't anything off the wall about it so I guess I was a good resource for them you know other parents as a teenage babysitter in later life choosing some classroom opportunities to be in classrooms with others with disabilities so in many different aspects through the school district and then of course you know later on becoming a nurse so I guess it all kind of just led me there. If you could wave a magic wand, would you change anything about your life? I would always say yes. I wish I would have been able to have them as normal sisters because I missed out on a lot of that part. Sorry. I was an only child. You know, I didn't have that interaction of, you know, the fighting. 
I mean, I guess it was a good thing too. You know, I didn't have to share my toys, I didn't have to share anything, but I always wished I could. I always wished I had that part. You know, someone to argue with, someone to blame something on, someone to, you know, chat with and tell secrets with. And, you know, I didn't get that. That's the only part I really always you know, wished I had. But what I did get far exceeds what I didn't. What they taught me in being with them and being able to care for them is incomparable. Maybe what another sibling would get from a regular relationship, I guess. What advice would you want to give to siblings out there, if you could, based on your experience as a sibling? What would you want to tell another sibling if they were new to the experience? Love them, love them, love them, and be proud of them, and be excited to introduce them to people and get people talking, because people don't act strangely because it's because of what they don't know is why they act strangely. It's not because of what they know. So as soon as people know what's going on or what they have or why they're acting this way or something, then they don't tend to be as afraid. So be like, this is my sister and she has so-and-so. And you know, I think that when we were anywhere, that's how my mom handled things and that's how she taught me. And so I think it was a really good example and that's what I would encourage them to do in order for them to touch other people's lives. Thanks for listening to this episode. Orange Socks is an initiative of Rise Incorporated, a nonprofit organization dedicated to supporting and advocating for people with disabilities. Follow Orange Socks on Facebook and Instagram and visit our website, orangesocks.org, for more stories and to find national and local resources to help parents of children with disabilities.